Well, hello and welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio tonight by the giant dog. I'm sure he'll start snoring pretty soon. And I've got Murray down here. He's enjoying some spray millet that I got from Mile High Parrot Supply. They have an amazing, amazing price on spray millet. You might want to check out their website, milehighparrotsupply.com. And if you use the promo code VOICE20, V-O-I-C-E-2-0, you will get 20% off your order. And it only applies to supplies and toys and that sort of thing. It does not apply to the birds that they sell. So anyhow, uh, go check out their website. Wonderful, wonderful people. And that's where I've started buying all my bird seed. They've got custom blends and all sorts of wonderful things. If there's something that they carry and you want it kind of tweaked a little bit or added this kind of seed or take that kind of seed out, just shoot them an email and you can find all their contact information on their website. They are incredible at doing special blends for their customers and their prices are the best there is. So that's where I get all of my seed and Murray is making some noise. So you probably hear him dropping some of this spray millet. I'm trying to distract him from my mouse pad and my keyboard and my equipment, my cables and stuff. He'll probably start getting a little bit crazy here in a little bit. He starts getting bored and starts exploring. Anyway, how is everyone? Is everyone surviving the winter? We just had Groundhog Day the other day, and it looks like we're in for an early spring. Because we should all rely on a rodent to tell us what to plan on, right? <laughs> anyway, according to Groundhog Day, we're going to be in for an early spring. And with that said, it looks like I'm going to be getting some snow here in a few days. It's been warm. Today was a wonderful warm day. I took a nice long walk with Giant Dog. He's doing a little bit better. He seems to be getting a little bit more energy back from his surgery, but it's slow going. And he is going to be turning eight years old in a few days. So this is kind of a quasi-birthday episode for the Giant Dog, unofficially. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a good week. Murray has been talking up a storm, and he has been impressing me with all kinds of fun things that he's been doing and behaviors that he's been engaging in. And ironically, I watched a video earlier today on YouTube on the same topic I plan to talk about today. So I thought it was worth it to try to have him down here because, well, it's it's his little little thing that I've been working on with him. And that is potty training your bird. Most people don't know that many, many, many parrots can be potty trained. You want to be kind of careful when you engage in potty training with your bird. And we'll go over some of that. But what I did, and I want to make a disclaimer here. As always, I am always learning. I am still kind of a newbie in the grand scheme of things. So I am not one of the behavior experts out there or you know, really experienced in tons and tons of different kinds of birds. But when I brought Murray home, I thought, you know, I've I've read about this. I'm going to see if it works. I'm going to see if I can potty train my bird. And he is absolutely potty trained to my liking. Now, what I have read, and interestingly enough, the example that I read was with lovebirds, because lovebirds are incredibly trainable and very, very, very smart little birds. We've all seen the videos of the lovebirds pushing a little miniature 
grocery cart and putting stuff in it and putting different pegs and the correct shape holes and the hoops on the pegs and tricks and riding skateboards and all sorts of stuff. So those parrots in particular are very trainable if you know how to train them. So the example I had seen early on was with lovebirds. And you can train birds to a degree that it can be very detrimental to their health. So I wanted to start out with the dangers of potty training a bird. Oh my gosh. So as I understand it, if you potty train them too well, they will hold on to their waist and it can back up in them and cause health issues if they don't think that they have an appropriate place to release that. You don't want to potty train them to the degree that they are just holding it all in too much. And if they can't find the quote-unquote correct place to release their poo, then they'll just hang on to it, and that's not good. And most birds are going to poop. The smaller ones are going to poop every 10-15 minutes, Sometimes I've noticed Murray will take a nap, and he might go a little bit over that, but for the most part, they drop a bomb pretty pretty regularly. So when I got Murray, and from the day I brought him home, I would have a piece of paper or a piece of paper towel next to me, and when I would see him kind of going through some body language that indicated he was going to drop one, I would hold him over that piece of paper. And then I would give him verbal praise, and I still do every time. I give him a lot of attention and neck scratches and praise every time he poops the way I want him to poop when he is on me. And I don't have him restricted to just one way of pooping. So if he's sitting with me at my work desk and I can tell he's starting to get a little antsy going on, I will hold him over a garbage can. And then he gets praise for that. If he's on my desk, and believe it or not, if he backs up and just kind of holds his butt over the edge of the desk and poops on the floor, I praise him for that because he didn't poop in my workspace and he didn't poop on me. And then if he does poop on me, or if he poops in an inconvenient place where I don't want him to, he doesn't get any kind of praise. He doesn't get any kind of scritches, nothing like that. It's just kind of a a non-issue, and I don't make a big deal about it. But he gets praise every time he does it in a fashion that I want. I will also do this before he gets out of his cage for the day. I'll wait till he poops, and then he gets lots of praise for pooping before I take him out of the, the cage. If he is on the bird stand or a similar place, you know, where he's on a perch, something like that, and he poops, not on me, not on my personal space, he will get praise, and that way he has all kinds of options so he doesn't have to feel intimidated or confused or anything like that. And that's been the theory that I've went on, and it seems to work really well. Now, he still does make mistakes every now and then, and usually when he makes a mistake, it's because I'm just not paying that close of attention to him, or he's been taking a nap on my shoulder, and he'll wake up and it'll just kind of happen. And it's no big deal. I have some little enzyme wipes that I buy, and they're kind of like the bird version of Clorox wipes, but they're an enzyme, and one side of them has little bumps on them, 
And they are wonderful for taking poop off of surfaces of all sorts. And they're, I think they're actually originally made to help you clean cages and stuff like that. I don't really use them for that so much. He might poop on the podcast here. Let's see if he can. You go pee-pee. He has a word and he knows his word. And his his particular body language is he does a stretch. He scratches his head. He sticks one leg way out and he does this this crazy little stretch. And then he'll hunker down and he'll let loose. So I can always kind of tell the body language he's going through right before he lets loose on his poop. And we have our little system, and then I just I just praise him for it, and he knows that I, he did a good thing. And basically what I've communicated to him is, as long as you're not on me or on my belongings, you know, go ahead and do your birdie thing. Now, the wrong way, as I understand it, would be to reward your bird with treats and reinforce them with treats because it locks the behavior in a lot harder. And if they mistake what you're trying to teach them where they only have one option to poop, like maybe you hold them over something all the time, but you're in a different surroundings and they don't have that situation to gravitate to, they will hold it in because they can't find an option. And that's where the the reference of the lovebirds come in because they are so trainable and they are so smart. So what you want to do is is give them the okay to be themselves and be a bird. And sometimes bird poop is just going to happen where you don't want it to happen. Another option you can have is to maybe teach them to play in certain areas and just don't allow them to play in other areas where you don't want them messing things up. And that would be like on your computer keyboard or on your equipment or something. You don't want them playing in places where they're going to be a bird. And then the third option is if this is a major, major, major issue for you and you just cannot deal with bird poop, bird may not be the best, best buddy for you. Especially if you're someone that's like, well, they they poop, so I'm going to just keep it in the cage all the time. You know, that's not fair to the bird. Let them out. Let them be part of your life and live in harmony with them. Let them be themselves. But they are absolutely potty trainable and you can play with that. But here again, what I've done is I've turned sheets of computer paper into potty pads. And so when we're just chilling and watching TV together and I see he's starting to go through his little little behaviors that he tends to do right before he needs to go, then I hold him over a piece of paper. And I would say that technique, when we're just hanging out and we're being buddies, he is probably about 95% accurate on his potty training. He knows I don't want him to do it on me. And he knows that he gets lots of praise and attention when he lets me just move him a few inches over a piece of paper. He will actually look down to see what's underneath of him. He knows that being held over a garbage can or over a piece of paper or over a piece of paper towel, anything of that sort is usually pretty okay. Plus I have, now I I use the word that I use for my dog, which is pee-pee, which people may not use for their birds, but he knows the word pee-pee and he knows what it means. So there are all kinds of ways that you can approach this in a healthy manner that's very effective 
and creates a good balance with that. So you, you want to avoid the overtraining of the behavior and just give them options, but then kind of let them know what is and isn't acceptable. And they're very, very, very intelligent, so they do learn. And I think the other key to success with that is just simply knowing your bird's body language, spending time with it, getting to know each other really well, and then you can kind of anticipate it. You're going to start kind of getting that whole timing thing in your head without even looking at a clock or anything. It's like, yeah, it's probably about time. Sometimes when I know that it's probably been about the 15-minute mark, I just give him the option to potty. And he goes pee-pee in the garbage can or on a piece of paper or wherever we are or whatever we're doing. Here again, he'll look down and see what's underneath of him sometimes. So he is getting fairly trained, but... The the worst that I do is just kind of ignore it when he poops on me or in a spot that's inconvenient. I just clean it up. I don't make a big deal about it. But then when he does it the right way, he just gets tons of attention and tons of praise. And he is just an attention addict. He loves attention. He loves praise. He loves scratches on his neck. He loves his beak rubbed, everything. He's just a little crazy man in that sense. So. It's been a really fun journey, and I probably had him in the habit of this within the first month or so that I had him. So he was very young. I brought him home at six weeks. So they can learn very quickly, and you just reinforce it. And then anything you want your bird to stay in practice doing or in training, of course you want to make that habit with yourself and just don't get lazy and think, well... I taught him once, or I taught her once, they should be done with it. It's an ongoing interaction, and it's an ongoing journey, if you will. It's part of the relationship you're going to have with your bird. Just get to know each other. And Murray absolutely gives me signals when he has to potty. If he's sitting on my shoulder and he's just hanging out with me, a lot of times when he feels that urge to go, he'll start making his way down my arm to sit on my finger. And that's one way that's one way that he lets me know that it's time to hold him over something. And I've been known to not even use a piece of paper or the garbage can. Much like I said on my desk, sometimes I'll just hold him over the floor and I've got laminate flooring. And sometimes it just happens to land on the floor because I still think that that's a little bit better than landing on my shirt. So I always have some wipes nearby, and I always have something on hand where I can clean it up immediately, and I don't have that worry or that mess going on, and life is good. Now, the budgies I have never worked with. I have never heard of anyone working with a budgie with potty training. I don't doubt that it's possible, but they're so little that they have a shorter intestinal tract, and they tend to poop about every 10 minutes or so on the average. So they're going to be dropping bombs a lot more often, and it might be a little bit more challenging. But the one thing with budgies that I really like, and I would assume this holds true for some other small birds like finches, their poops are really, 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 really tiny. They're just itty bitty, and therefore they are dried out and there's nothing to them in a matter of no time. So even if they poop on carpet or something like that, it just vacuums right up. It is not an issue. You start getting into some of the bigger birds, of course, they're going to have bigger piles that they leave behind. So you might want to work with them a little bit differently. And do your homework. 
don't just take my word on all of this. Like I said, I'm still learning myself. So the last thing I want to say is here again, do your homework, do a little research, get on Google, punch in some questions and see what comes up, read some different articles and go on YouTube. There are really good videos that have some good advice on this if you dig hard enough. And it's, it's kind of fun. It's another little thing that you can work with with your bird and it will help them bond with you because you're communicating with them and they're getting praise and they're making you happy. And that's what they love to do. They love to interact and they like to get you reacting to them and getting attention and all that good stuff that comes with being a bird. So that's what I really wanted to talk about this week. Murray has been so incredible and so smart and so intelligent with this. I tell people all the time my bird is potty trained and they just, their minds are blown. Even people that have heard of some of the larger birds being able to be potty trained don't realize that cockatiels are part of that. And here again, lovebirds are smaller than cockatiels. So yeah, play around with that. I would imagine some of the smallest birds that you could probably do this with would be easily parrotlets probably because they're not quite the same as a budgie and they are very, very trainable little birds. So play with your birds, have fun with them and interact with them. See what you can teach them. See if you can make your life just a little bit easier when it comes to cleaning up after your bird by teaching it. Kind of some appropriate behaviors when it's just hanging out on you. You might save some of your wardrobe and save some of your clothes or you never know. We save on the laundry bill when you're washing them all the time, right? And nobody wants to go around and go to the store and realize that your bird messed down the back of your shirt and you didn't realize it. So it's a good thing to teach them, but just make sure that you do it right for their sake so that they stay healthy and they don't do something that could be dangerous to them or get them sick or have a problem that way. I think that's all I got for you this week, folks. I will be back next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun and informative and help you bond with your bird just a little bit more. As always, have a great one. Go play with your birds, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.